Blog Talk Radio.
And this is Mental Like Radio, and tonight we're going to be discussing the misdirection of Dr. Malachi's York and his mission. First off, before I start, I'd like to know, can everybody hear me? Just want to make sure everybody can hear me. Before I start. Okay. Okay. All right, I want to make this clear before I go into this. This is in no way meant to put down my great mentor and uh, man I look up to. There's no in no way putting this man down. This is actually a critical um, um, opinion, if you will, a critical, you know, somebody, you know, critic, crit- you know, being critical of someone's work, you know, just basically glossing over and you know and looking at this man's work. His life's work logically and rationally, without emotion, without any feelings and things like that, and definitely with no kind of uh, ill, no type of ill um, intention in what I'm about to say tonight. This is strictly based on the lifelong work of Dr. Malachi Z. York and his journey in raising the minds of people, right? Especially heavily in the 90s hip-hop scene. In the 90s hip-hop scene, it was heavy with Dr. York teachings from um, um, there's a lot of groups from um, Tragedy Gaddafi to KMD to Nas when he started out to I mean, the list goes on and on of people who were reciting you know, the teachings of Dr. York. X-Clan, people like this I mean, Stetsasonic I mean, it could go on and on for days of the people that was reciting his music, recite, excuse me, reciting his um, teachings and they and their um, raps and their um, rap music. You know, he was a master teacher who had over a thousand plus uh, books under his belt. The most prolific writer of that time, turning out books and on all kinds of subjects. Basically, the person I am on the radio, where I speak all and give all this intel on all subjects and uncover and bring illumination to everything. That's what Dr. York was when it came to books. You see, that's who he was. He was the equivalent of me when it came to books and writing and breaking down knowledge and teaching. So, you know, he, he more or less was the book end of it. Me, I'm more the vocal and the vocal end of it, the audio end of it. You know, the continuation. You see. And no I'm not following Doctor York and no I'm not a representative of Doctor York. We do our own thing, but I do pay homage where homage is um, necessary to pay because without a Dr. York, there would be no new Bimengares. There would be nothing to build, you know, or come after. You know, you you know, um, you come after people, you know what I'm saying, you, you know, follow up with, you know, behind them. Not follow them, follow up behind them, and you come behind them, and you know, you bridge the gap to something else, bring a continuation and the evolution of all. And that's what my job has always been. I said that I always liken the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Dr. Malakazi York up as my opening act. They represent the opening act before the main act goes on, the main finale. And again, this is not taking shots at them, but they did open up to this knowledge to open us up mentally to this knowledge that both these great men received that raised a lot of our people and still continues to raise our people to this day. But they were only the beginning. They were only the opening act. 
the main attraction is here now. And mentelect is the repertoire that I'm performing. Amin is the conductor. Right? And the mentalists are the musicians. You see? And we are going forward, continuing when those great men and their missions left off at. It's a continuation of Amin, because Amin was moving throughout the teachings of these great men. Amin was always permeating the teachings of these great men, whether they were Muslim and saying Amin at the end of their um, prayer, or Amun at the end of the Egyptian teachings, or whatever, they was using Amin's name. Amin was present in their teachings. Now, we put Amin to the forefront and make it about Amin only. So Amin is the forefront of our teaching. Amin was the background of their teachings. So where was the misdirection with Dr. Malachi York? The misdirection was in going into Islam. That was the biggest misdirection right there. Because when Dr. Malachi York started out, he was known as Amanubi Rakata. And, you know, it's an ancient comedic name or... You know, and he was teaching what was known, or what he was letting the world know as Nuwapu, and it was basically our Egyptian knives, or so-called Egyptian comedic, you know, uh, symbolism and images and things like that. All right? This was in 1967. He started writing under uh, Amanubi Rakata, and he put that name away when the 70s came in. You know, they had the onks and things like that. He was talking about Nuwapu. But he never stood on that, which I think was a very huge mistake, that he never just stayed rooted in the wobble and teaching the you know ancient comedic stuff. But at that time, it was it was no big it was no really big market for that. It wasn't as big as it is now. But he could have went so far in planting his foundation in fertile ground that has not been grown on. Dr. York went into Islam because see, at the time Islam was popular. You know, the nation of Islam was on the scene and Elijah Muhammad was about to pass off the scene. And so Islam was up for grabs. Who would be the, the um, premier Islamic organization was up for grabs. So Dr. York tried to take that title and turned his uh, ancient or his new Wapian community into an Islamic community, which was a big mistake. You know, I know they say now, you know, uh, he was teaching people to learn to give. You know, he was giving people what they want until they learn to want what they have to give. And I always said that's a big mistake. It is a big mistake for a leader to cater to people. A leader should never cater to people. A leader should always guide the people, lead them to what they need, not give them what they want. And when Dr. York spent 20 years in Islam trying to pick up where the nation of Islam left off after it fell under the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in 75 when he passed on. He tried to pick up where it left off, and, you know, he was semi-successful in, you know, setting up the Islamic community from 1970 to 1990. In the 90s, he went into it, and then around 92, 93, he took everybody out of the robes and, you know, and basically destabilized a whole lot of families who were rooted in Islam. He destabilized a whole lot of people's lives because they were used to living in the community. They were used to studying the Quran, learning Arabic, praying together, and all this other business. They were used to that, living together, growing up there. So when he disbanded the community and just and told everybody not to do Islam no more, that came as quite a shock to people. And one thing you cannot do 
when you were trying to raise the people is to put them through different changes. You see, you cannot put them through a lot of different changes. You can't change up what you're giving them. If they become accustomed to a teaching that has raised them on some level, and then tomorrow you decide, oh, well, we're going in this direction. We ain't doing that no more. That can throw a lot of people mentally. That can throw a lot of people off. This is why the Alan boy Elijah Muhammad was very successful because, you know, from start to finish, he was about Allah, W.D. Ford, Nation, the Fruit, the MGT, you know, the Muhammad Speaks. That's what he was about. He never changed up. He never changed up. He kept it about Allah, you know, the Quran, the Bible, you know, the, um, the Muhammad Mosque, you know, you know, the only change they went from is from temple to mosque, but you know, he took it to mosque and you know, and all this, and you know, and he didn't let Islam, he didn't let Sunni Islam or Orthodox Islam reshape the principles and the core foundation of the nation of Islam. That didn't come till later when this clown, when his son Wallace came into being, and he basically sold out and tried to reshape the nation of Islam into some silly Islamic, uh, some silly Islamic uh, school. You see. He sold out and did that, but he had to wait for his father to die. He inherited all his father's money, then sold out to the government and basically turned the nation of Islam into some Sunni, watered-down, Sunni, uh, 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 soulless group of Negroes, you see, that's acting, walking around acting like they damn Arabs, praying next to these Arabs, you see, intermarrying with these Arabs and these other races of people. Forgetting the principles that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught him about not mixing your seed or getting with these people. Like I said, they went and did that because they believed they were Muslim. You see. And when Dr. York came along, he wanted to present a black version of Islam, a bronze version of Islam, basically getting the Arabs out, the Caucasian, all of them, and just making it about Islam for so-called black people and, you know, some Latinos and stuff, dark-skinned Latinos. But he wanted to make Islam for them, for for, for those kind of people. And a lot of people came to Dr. York based on that Islamic, uh, uh, based on that Islamic um, vibration. You know, a lot of people came. And a lot of people stayed for those 20 years. You know, paying dues in the organization and things like that, delivering their quota, doing all the things they had to do to be maintained relevant in the in the um in the community. So then, when they had the um when they had the plug pulled out from the under them, when they had the um you know when they had the uh people. Go in different directions. See, right after Dr. York did that, he went into the Hebrew thing. And that was quite an adjustment for him because they were still wearing the white robes and the, and the you know, and the, and the little yarmulkes on there. So he went from wearing the jellabiyah and the, and the uh, head covering, you know, the kufi on the head to a damn uh, robe and a, um, well, a yarmulke on the head. And it looked really crazy on a lot of members who was trying to, you know, rock with that whole Hebrew-Israelite thing. You know, they, Dr. York didn't like to be called a Hebrew-Israelite. They ain't like that. You see? 
So you got to, you know, after a while, you have to be mindful of these people. You have to be mindful. You have to be mindful and know that, you know, when you set out to do something in life, consistency is key. Right? And the thing I said the other day about, you see, at that time, Egyptology and the Egyptian thing or ancient Kemetic was not really like it is today. It wasn't big, so it appeared as though Dr. York wanted to go with something that would be popular to the people, something that would be popular and fresh in their minds, and it was Islam. Now, like I said, me, I would have just went on my own and did something and be like, all right, I'm going to just get, gather my people together, and, and that's it. They hear, the, they hear your message. They hear the voice. They're going to want to come with you. They're going to want to come with you. But if you are not uh, carrying a continuous message, if you are not leading a continuous charge that the people can connect to continuously, then after a while what you're doing is going to be in vain and it's going to fall on deaf ears. You see, when Dr. York left Islam, a lot of people, you know, they they just... It broke their it broke their spirit, man. You know, you know, it broke their soul, I should say. And you know, he further went on to change up things. Again, you have to give people stability. That's why the Nation of Islam was more successful than Dr. York and them because they had a stable environment. And as far as you know, the teachings were going to remain the same, and they wasn't going to be come next week and. You know, you talking about Allah this week, come next week, you might be talking about damn Jehovah or Judah or Buddha or whatever. So, you know, people don't like that. You know, you learn that people don't like, uh, uh, they don't like your, uh, the deformities and, you know, they don't like the uh, half-baked teachings and, you know, people want full-on things that they can raise their family in, you see. They need a program in which to raise their family and a family program. And Dr. York and them really didn't have that because he was so busy, like, jumping from school to school to school and teaching that and then moving on. You know, that's fine and all, but ultimately, you know, you uh, got relegated to looking to, for, to inhabit a space. You see, and like I said, Dr. York's famous line was, "I'm learn, I'm giving people what they want till they learn to want what I have to give." And like I said, I disagree with that. You don't give people what they want; you give them what they need to hear, and they got to grow up and you know, they got to grow up and, and utilize that. So it's just you know, it just becomes tedious and a waste of time. People have to constantly be blazing the trail and taking that idea which they set out to do, taking it all the way through into a higher level where you don't even, you know, you don't even feel like, you know, like your time is being wasted. It's actually being applied to something greater. It's actually applying something that's greater and that's the future you. You're the future that's greater 
You have a future that's greater. So you have to be mindful never to allow yourself to go backwards. You know, you don't allow yourself to go backwards. So with all the things that take place here in the society, with all the things that, you know, people are looking to connect to, the biggest thing they look to connect to is the stability. Stability. People want stability. People want to know that their family is going to be fed. They want to know that their people are going to be okay, that there's going to be a community to come home to. And like I said, when you disrupt people's, uh, um, you know, expectations, it'll throw a hook in your road. It will disrupt your movement. You see? It will disrupt your movement. So you have to continuously, you know, keep a ongoing and, and evolving teaching for the people. That's on one track. You can't go off on multiple tracks. You can't start off talking about Africa, then Egypt, then Islam, then Judaism, and then Christianity, and then being Indians, and then this is the trajectory Dr. York took, and then being cowboys, and, you know, it, 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 it creates instability. Because with each one of those teachings, excuse me for sound a little tired, y'all. I need my coffee. But um, with each each set of those teachings, each set of those teachings that you teach, and the people have carry different vibrations on them. Each set of those teachings carry different vibration on them. So the vibration that you might have used to raise the people at one point. It don't work no more. Now you're looking for another vibration to raise the people on it don't work. And then you got to go from different doctrine and teaching to get the people vibrant again, to get them in alignment again, you see. Because I'm pretty sure Dr. York was like, well, you know, Islam is getting played out, so it's time to go into something else. I agree, but I think he should have just stayed with the Wapu and being Amanubi Rakatai just staying on that and raising the community based on that. He didn't he didn't think obviously for lack of better word, I don't even want to say he didn't like I don't want to say he didn't believe in himself because I don't like that word believe, but for lack of a better word he didn't believe in himself. Or his ability to teach what he claimed he came here to teach, which was Nawapu. The biggest mistake he made was the Islamic move. Because you go you don't go and set up a uh, an organization in this country, a religion in this country that is hated by the beast, that is ridiculed by the beast, and then you so-called black people are hated and ridiculed by the beast, and now you're putting together two deadly conversations. You got a so-called black Muslim, they already, that already is a signal for them to, you know, start harassing you or, you know, trying to take you out because you represent a form of masculine energy that they don't have. And, of course, they don't want to see you move forward in that. They don't want to see that. They want to destroy that. And you allow them to destroy it. You allow them to destroy it. So because you allow them to destroy it, because you allow them to tear it down, because you constantly want to switch up on people, you lose out on a lot of good people. You lose out on a lot of good people that could have did you a service, even right now in this day and time. 
They could have did you a service. They could have did you some justice. They could have, like I said, they could have, you know, put something together for you to help you out of the predicament you in now. But you have to create an environment for your people that allows them to grow. You can't just create doctrines for them and throw them in there and just wait for them to incubate and grow. It don't work like that. That's why I said mental act is only for the extended minds, the higher minds of our people. You have to be able to think in order to be a part of mental act. You have to be able to think. You can't just join mental act and be like, oh, I'm with it and I'm with this. We don't work like that. You see? You have to go through channels. You have to go through layers. We don't shift our, our, our teaching of mental act around people. We don't do that. We don't shift our level of mental like around people. Our, our teaching is built on pure and logical and rational, almond-given sensory. That's intelligence in a nutshell. And the people who, you know, have a hard time wrapping their head around that, like I said, it is what it is. Okay? That's all it is. It's, it is what it is. You got to really, like I said, pay attention to, you know, detail when it comes to building up a community. <clears throat> and so when Dr. York, he spent 20 years of his life in Islam, you know, he was ridiculed by the Sunni Islam. You know, he's put through a whole lot. His followers were put through a whole lot. And this would make me shake my head and go, I can't believe that he's leaving time and I you know and so when you start breaking away from things that people become comfortable and like I said they can go from being your friends one minute to your enemies the next so keep that in mind keep that in mind that you know the best way to move forward and anything you do is offer the offer esteem of your own uh, your own bowels. You know, you have to move off of the steam of what drives you forward. You know, what puts you in alignment. And when you are able to move off of that, you're able to ascend to heights that are unimaginable. This is why the Nation of Islam was able to be successful like they did like they were. They were able to be successful like they were because of Elijah Muhammad, you see, because he was able to stay on one path, because he didn't go changing up, you see, you know, because he didn't, he didn't go changing up or, you know, doing his, you know, doing, um, you know, alterations to his teaching. People depend on a teaching. They depend on a steady transmission that's going to change their life. They don't. They can't be. You tell them they Muslim one day, they Israelite the next day. They this that, and it's through a lot of people. And like I said, when you do stuff like that, you cause a lot of energy to come to you from those different teachings that you wouldn't necessarily want attached to you. You're not going to want necessarily want these things attached to you. You see. Because each time you go and you get into one of these teachings and one of these doctrines, you always got a different gang of people 
that come along with that. You got a different gang of people, like when Dr. York went and got into the Pan-African Egypt thing, you had a small group of people that was along with that, which I'm sure he had to go back and forth with. Then he jumped out of that pond into a bigger pond with Islam and whatnot, and he had I watched him go through arguments with the Sunni Muslims, the Arabs, and all of them for years, back and forth, writing books on them. They writing books on him, and they went back and forth. And you start to realize that you're just wasting your time talking to these people. They already made their mind up that they're not trying to listen to you, so why are you going back and forth with these people? See, that took a lot of time. That took a lot of time. You see? So we got to be mindful of that time is precious in building any community. You know? Time is precious in building a community. You have to, you need the time, you need the focus, and you need the structure and the, you know, dependability of that community in order to raise the people. They can't be like, oh, we this one day, we this, we something else, another day this guy can't make his mind up. But then you're leading the people. And when they feel you can't make your mind up, then there's a problem with that. You see? There's a problem with that when people don't feel you can make your mind up, when people don't feel as though, you know, they're stable in what you're teaching. And Dr. York, after a while, he became known as one who flips doctrines and flips teachings and flips to something else. And, again, that sounds good, but people are not going to take your movement seriously when you change up so much. People are looking for consistency. You know, he still talks about Nwapu today, so he should he should have stayed with Nwapu back then and just rode it all the way through, even if it's not popular, even if it's not going to make any money or whatever the case may be. Says so, so what? That's what you here to do. You here to make it popular. You here to make it pop, as they say. You here to make it pop. You here to make it popular. You're here to grow something because at least you would have been considered the father of this, the father of that, if you were able to just go about and teach, you know, what was coming through you, which was the wapu. you should have just taught that. You know, you should love it when you win, a, when you win something and it's like a freestyle and, you know, and just like setting your mark and making, setting your pace and a new foundation. It gives you a lot of room to grow. But if you're trying to plant your seed amongst a bunch of different trees and whatnot that have already grown, meaning, you know, they've already dealt with that subject and lived by that subject, it's going to be hard for you to plant a full-on tree that grows like that. It's going to be hard for you because you're always going to be trying to keep up with the Joneses. You're always going to be trying to, you know, be the best Muslim Islam is already filled with so many people, so many different sects. So the Dr. York didn't need to be the 74th or the 75th sect of Islam, which he ended up becoming. And so he pulled out that in the 90s. And that's when he went into the Israelite thing and then started going back and forth with these clowns. You know. So we got to always keep that in mind that the only way to truly succeed is by a greater direction, by not allowing yourself to direct your path. Because a lot of times you allow yourself to direct your path and you are a submental, low-grade Negro, you will always end up directing yourself to the wrong direction, the wrong path. 
you will always end up direct redirecting yourself, missing the direction. And so you don't want to do that. You don't want to be that. You don't want to become that. This is why you do what you do. You know. That's why you do what you do. You do what you do to move you ahead, to jumpstart you into the next era of where it is that you're supposed to be. That's the whole point of it. You see? Elijah Muhammad, he left behind a legacy of Islam, even though it wasn't Orthodox Islam. He left behind a legacy of Islam that has impacted 4 million-plus people who are currently Muslims. They all probably nine times out of ten came through the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. They didn't just go to Islam. They came through his teachings. It was something about his teachings that attracted them. That's the testament to the man. That's a testament to the man. Because if you can get people to, you know, be about that life and, you know, raise people in that life and stick steady with one thing, that's powerful. But like I said, you cannot plant your tree amongst other trees. You have to have your own plot of land to plot your uh, your um, fertilizing your trees, and you have to have that, and that's what you know. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't have that with Islam. Doctor Yoke tried to have it with the Nuwapian thing. He tried to have it. Mm. I mean, I understand that you like that in the beginning, but once you get to the middle of, you know, you get to the middle of the. Of time, you get to the middle of the week and you start to figure out, you know, I have to do something else to make my mark. I have to do something else to make my mark. You know, so that's when you start to see Doctor York with the uh, Native American dress on, the headdress, this and the third, trying to jumpstart that movement. And then another misstep was making reference to. Tamaray in the West or Egypt in the West. No, he should have just said this is Mesoamerica. You see, people should have been able to flock to that. Why did he, you know, refer to as, you know, Mesoamerica? And because he talked about the Olmecs and the Mayans and all these other people. So why not refer to yourselves as Mesoamerican? Why not teach a doctrine of Mesoamericanism? Why not teach that which is much closer to us than uh, uh, any language they could, uh, and any, you know, transmission they could just override? You see, when you set the pace of power in what you're doing, you know, and I even dare to say, Dr. York would not have went to jail if he had his own thing in which he was feeding. If he started off with his own thing and, you know, police and the people that come in, if he was able to do that and then get, you know, uh, people to hand over their money to you so that you can do that. And, you know, even if you said you had, real, you know, plans for this, that, and the third, keep that in mind. People always are looking for chinks in your armor, flaws in your movements. 
And one of the biggest things to show that is your inconsistency with what it is that you teach and the frequentness of what it is that you teach, the frequency, the frequency, and the potency in what you teach. You can't really teach nothing. You can't get nothing off of watered-down Islam because Islam has been passed to the hands of the Arabs, the Caucasians, the Asians, and then they want to hand it to us, and we're supposed to get power off that. Well, the power that we did have for for that was only meant to be temporary. It was only meant to be temporary. We were allowed to live up under the lunar sea. We were allowed to pick up and move through that lunacy state. And, you know, we tell people, you know, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. And I'm telling what you run into and trying to be, you know, like that. You know, that person who, you know, is going along to get along is trying to blend in to the change and not actually be in the change. You see, the person that can actually be the change, you know, blend in and become the change. All right? Could blend in, become the change, and take it to another level. I think Dr. York would have been a lot further along in the WAPU. And what he was trying to do had he just focused on that and not made that U-turn to Islam because there was a lot of problems with Islam in this country. Number one, this is a Judeo-Christian society, so when anyone is coming with practicing Islam, they're already looking at you sideways, and then you're a so-called black man, a bronze man, so they're looking at a religion that they don't want in their country, and a so-called black man, a bronze man, who they also don't want to be standing. They don't want you standing. Because that, you know, that signals something to the people who are, you know, it signals something to the people who are looking to destroy what you're doing. When they see that endurance and that focus and when that and that drive, it signals something to them. You see? Just like it signals something to these people when you're trying to become their reverend, their minister, their preacher, whatever. You ain't meant to become that. You see, nobody's supposed to guide you through these used-up religions like Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Nobody should be able to drive a renewed people, a next-level people. No one should be able to drive them into nothingness. They're always supposed to go into something. They're always supposed to become part of something greater. You see, that's the reality. If that reality is not real, if it's not fulfilled, then you know what? Then your mission is off and you are misdirected. Now, I tend to believe that, or I should say I tend to think that, excuse me, that Dr. York was on the right path in what he was teaching, but he could have altered out Islam altogether. He could have altered out the Judaism altogether. He could have altered out the Christianity altogether because we don't have enough of that. We only became Muslim to appease him, and we became Mason to appease him. You know? And I knew that that was the right path, but by the time I told him it was the right path, I was gone, man, you know? I was off to greener pastures. You see, because I don't. Again, I don't. I'm not the type of person who likes to, you know, go through these things and have to be doing a whole lot of unnecessary 
you know, no. Mm-mm. So we have to be constantly consistent. No matter what happens, the Nation of Islam was never off the court for very long, no matter what happens. So we got to always be mindful that, um, you know, the missteps and the misdirections in life can throw us off our path in life. And that's really what this broadcast is about. Watch your missteps and directions because it will throw you off of or throw you out of alignment. Mm-hmm. It will put you where you don't need to be. Okay? Put you smack dab in the middle of where you're not supposed to be at. Because uh-huh. everything ain't meant to be solved by you. So keep that in mind. When people are able to um, navigate in the world, maneuver in the world, it's usually because they are on the right path. They are in alignment to the right direction to where they're going. Because you start to move faster, and I noticed this, you will start to move faster once you are on the right track of your true destiny, your pure destiny. You will start to move faster and stronger, you know. You will start to move faster and stronger and even more aggressive in the world when you have a foundation of which you come from. When you see a lot of these people that's out here in the world, the Arabs, the Chinese, the reason why they walk hard and talk like this is because they believe they have a real culture and that we have no culture. We have no community. We have nothing we come from. Not knowing that it had it not been for us, there would be no America. You know, they can't even get America. Uh, uh, I don't want to. So, you had people who actually wanted to go back to the old way of doing things. I've seen that with Dr. York. People wanted to go back to the answer a lot of days and wearing the long jellabia robes, which I wore, and the, and, and the, and the cool field on the head. We, we've been through all that. We've been through all that. And again, once you know something, once you know better, you do better. Once you know, you know. So don't ever think that people just pop out of nowhere and they come with this narrative that they expect you to follow, that they expect a bunch of people to follow. you better off just coming to people straight up and Utilizing your logical and rational thinking, you're better off doing that. You're better off making plans on which your moves would be, not just make a whole total 180-degree turn, you see. That's what Dr. York did. He made a total 180 turn. Now, maybe he had his reasons for doing that back then, but, you know, ultimately, and... uh, So I'm gonna be in um I'm gonna be in um Jacksonville, Florida this uh next Sunday. Next Sunday come I'm gonna be in Jacksonville, Florida. Excuse me, I'm a little tired, I gotta give me some coffee in me. I've been doing a lot of private Patreons. Y'all gonna enjoy the work that's gonna be out on Patreon. I've been doing a lot of recording, so I'm just a little tired. So when this break comes in, I'm 
going to get me some coffee and I'm going to be recharged. So, yeah, I, I'm, this is real. You know, you get tired, you nod out a little bit. But anyway, like I said, I'm going to be in Jacksonville, Florida this Sunday. Come on out. Admission is $20. I'm going to be at the Jacksonville um, Holiday Inn. Oh, excuse me, the Jacksonville Hilton, I think. It's the Hilton. The Jacksonville Hilton. Yeah, in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. I'm going to give the uh, address and everything. When I come back, I'm going to give the address. All right. I'm going to give the address. I'm going to give the address when I come, when I, um, come back. I'm going to take a little bit of a break in a few minutes. So, like I said, those of you out there, you want to hear the real and the raw and uncut and the serious and the, you know, and everything, come on out. You know, we're going to be in, uh, let me read this. One second. We're going to be at uh, the Hilton Garden Inn in Jacksonville, uh, JTB Deerwood Park. Uh, it's, uh, what is it, 9745 Gate Parkway in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, that's the uh, Hilton Garden Inn, the Hilton, the Hilton, the Hilton Garden Inn in Jacksonville, uh, Deerwood Park, right. from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Admission is $20. You know, come on out and ask any questions and hear the most amazing class that you're ever going to hear in your life. To hear me on the radio is one thing, is an experience, but to see me in person and be able to see that I'm not reading from any cards or reading from any books in which, you know, any of this stuff, you get to ask me any questions. So those of you in the Florida area, the Atlanta area, any surrounding areas in Florida, wherever you want to come from, come on out next Sunday. We welcome you. All right? So, um, again, we're going to continue on with, with, with Dr. York. And, you know, like I said, I have nothing but respect for this man, you know, for what he did. But he just took a path that was way too drawn out and way too, uh, you know, circular to put you back at. You know, because when he started out with the uh, Nuwapu, he did a full 360-degree turn and ended back up toward in his life, you know, of teaching, ended up at back at Nuwapu again. He ended up back right there. So I'm like, okay, if you ended up back there, you're calling yourself Nuwapians, you know, if you ended up back there, then why did you leave there in the first place? Why did you leave there in the first place? Only to end up back there. And then having to go through what you went through under Islam because Islam is not, or this country is not friendly to Islamic religion, Islamic teachings, and you already considered a black man here. So if you are a black man and a Muslim, then you already know they hate black and Muslim together since going back to Elijah Muhammad and them. So, you know, you had a whole other path to take. You had a whole other path you could have took that would have been met with less um, resistance. Let people call you a Nawapian Egyptian cult leader. That's fine. It can only go but so far if you don't, if they don't have any ammunition to go on. See, in Islam, they had a lot of ammunition, and not just from you, from the Arabs, from, you know, all the people that was practicing it who they deem to be racist, misogynistic, and everything else. See, once you follow under that banner, all those titles and those flags come with you as well. 
That's why I didn't want to align myself with anybody's teachings or anybody's religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs. I didn't want to align myself with that, nor did I want to align my people, my followers in this community with that. We are on our own path. <clears throat> we blaze our own trail so much so that people are trying to copy us and, and follow behind us. Ain't that right, Nick Jackson? At your latest video, Receivers and Deceivers, you copycat coon. You see? We blaze the trail and people want to follow the trail and act like they blazing it themselves. We'll be right back.
So now we have Mentelect, right? Founded by myself. Founded on the principle of us as the Amun race. Founded with no contemporaries, no one ever starting an intelligence community. Mentelect or the Republic of Mentelect is strictly an intelligence community, right? And Amun represents the highest level of intelligence in man and woman, which is what we teach as a race of Amun. This all has to do with intelligence. We set up our foundation in a fertile ground that had no one setting up or planting their seeds in that fertile land, that land of intelligence, that land of the mind, the extended mind. We set up there. Now, Dr. York tried to do that back in the day. He wrote the book Behind the Nine Ball, right? And he wrote the book called The Mind. In his early days as Amanubi Rakata, as being under Nawapu and pushing the Egypt thing, he tried to write books dealing with the mind. He built a book called The Mind and a book called Behind the Nine Ball. And these were books I think they were pretty well received. You could look these up. But then he started getting into the Islamic stuff. Down with Elijah Muhammad, he, uh, I think he, he was always referring to the mind and black people being mentally dead, and I think he even wrote a book on the mind, right? How you know how you thinking and things like that. So they were like scratching the surface. They were at the door, realizing that the true problem with our people was a mental problem. They were, this is what made them um, cutting edge, and they worked on it with Elijah Muhammad and Doctor York, that they were the first ones to realize that our people's problem is not a monetary one, it's not a racial one. Is not a uh, uh, um, structural one. It is a mental one. And they try to use their platforms to correct the mental instability in our people. They try to. But see, when things like Islam and Islamic culture and stars and crescents and beliefs in the Quran, a bunch of fairy tale stories, see, that begins to get in the way of what we need to be paying attention to, which is the correction of our mind. We have to start listening to Muhammad and, and the Quran and what they say in this surah over here and what they say in this ayat over here. And, what you know, that's what they refer to in the Quran, the surahs and the ayats. I still remember that when I was Muslim. Right? You have to start making or putting emphasis into that. And then the emphasis goes off of you and your people now. And it goes into something that's irrelevant. Muhammad and those Arabs and whatever they did back then is irrelevant to us. These are the same people that had us in slavery. It's just like so-called black people sitting up here thinking about the life of Jesus Christ. They're thinking about the life of Jesus Christ. Some white man, when a lot of them just got finished serving the beast and being up under the beast, you got the nerve to go to church and pray to a beast. That just shows you our people are out of their minds. That just shows you they're out of their mind because when you detour people, when you distract people, when you send people into a state of delusion, you see, you destroy their minds. You destroy their minds. You see? And that's what took place, the destruction of their minds. They lost their natural damn minds. 
when you get them to do that. You see? When you get them to do that, they lose their minds. They lose their natural minds, and then they focus on unnatural things, illogical things, irrational things that cannot help them. See, they meant well. You see? They meant well. Those great men meant well. But when you get caught up in a doctrine, when you get caught up in a belief or in a system, you know, you start to forget about your people, and then you get more caught up in the narrative of what's going on in that Bible and that Quran and those teachings that are not helping your people. We decided and meant to like to focus solely on our people, squarely on our people, and fixing the minds of our people by raising them to be Amen, to be Amen, not to worship Amen, but to be Amen. We didn't come here to worship anyone. That went out when y'all y'all was worshiping the damn white man. All that worship stuff for the beast went out when we was worshiping his image. Whether he be Jesus, Master Fard, or whoever the hell, we ain't worshiping nobody that don't look like us. I don't give a damn what nobody say. I'd rather look up to Elijah Muhammad. I'd rather look up to Dr. York. I'd rather look to me, have my sons and daughters looking to me before they look to some damn cave beast. Not worshiping no image of no goddamn cave beast no more and telling us this going to help us. We ain't worshiping Lassie no more. We ain't worshiping Ren Tin Tin no more. No. It's us, us, and respecting us and looking to the image of us. Let them keep let them keep Jesus and Fard and whoever the hell else they want to put up in worship. That's fine. Let them worship what they want to worship. Let them worship their own image. We ain't. Let them worship white prophet Muhammad. We ain't. Let them niggas walk around dyeing their beard red to try to look like a white man with a red beard, an Arab, like them simple-ass Negroes do in Brooklyn who want to be a Sunni Muslim, dyeing their beard red, looking like jackasses. You go ahead and do that. But then you say you ain't man-worshippers. You believe in Allah. If that ain't man-worship, I don't know what it is. You niggas black as the ace of spades, dyeing your beard red to look like a white man. Your niggas ought to be ashamed of yourself. You worse than the black female who bleach her skin and put perm in her hair to look like a white woman. You niggas are off. Y'all are off as hell. You a bunch of Mohammed worshippers. Always Dr. York used to call you niggas Mohammedians. No. That ain't us. We stand in the image of Amun. And Amen is us. So the only image we stand in is the image of us. That's it. That's all we got to look to. We ain't looking to nobody else. We ain't studying nobody doctrine. We ain't sharing no doctrines with nobody. That was Dr. York's biggest mistake. Said so up there sharing Islam with these Arabs, with these Africans, with these Asians, being treated like being treated and dealt with having to deal with racism and Islam. Because when he wrote the book Racism and Islam, he's going by things he actually experienced in setting up the Islamic community, the Nubian Islamic Hebrews. The things he had to experience, he's going into that and talking about how, you know, he had to deal with the Jews and all this other stuff, all the racism they had to endure in setting up that community. You know? Just to go through 20 years of that and then dump it to the side like that. And when he dumped it to the side, I was all for that. I was like, good. I don't want to wear no damn beard on my face. No more tired of beard shit and, you know, walking around looking like we're in the damn desert somewhere. I was like, good. 
finally. You know, because I walked around to be in the robe and stuff like that. I did all of that in my early 20s. I went through that, man. I was like, I felt like like I had a goddamn costume on, man. I, and the rappers, a lot of them was wearing the robes, too. The rappers, they had them on, too. They was part of it. You know? They was part of it, too. A lot of, a lot of them was wearing the robe, rocking the white robes and wearing beards and, and reading the Quran and reading Dr. York books. You see? And like I said, that was a beautiful time. But like all times, you know, things that are relevant to us are going to stick and things that are irrelevant are going to fall away. Mentelec is very relevant and it will remain relevant to us in our growth as Amen. Mentelec will remain relevant to the elect because it came from Amen. It came from our ascendance to us to grow us into them. So Mentelec will always be relevant. It will always be about us. You ain't never heard of mentelec until I brought it forward, which proves that mentelec is ours. I own the rights to the word mentelect, trademarked. The Republic of Mentelect, the word mentelect in print and in writing and in audio, I own the rights to the word mentelect. It came through me. Can can uh, Nobody can say that. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Farrakhan can't say they own Islam. They can't say that's theirs. If you can't say you didn't start it with that word, then it's not yours. Dr. York couldn't say he owned Islam or Egyptology or any of the stuff they're doing. They can't say they owned that lock, stock, and barrel outward and then wasn't sharing no doctrine with other people. Because as soon as you use the onk, the star, the crescent, you sharing people's doctrine. We ain't sharing nobody's doctrine. We ain't going back and forth with who the real mentalists are. We the only mentalists. We ain't going back and forth with who the, who the real mentalists are. We ain't got to do that. We the only mentalists that's studying mentalect, that's raising the almond in us. That's it. We ain't worshiping no Egyptian image of almond, almond Ra and all that nonsense. We ain't doing that. It would have been easy for me to come into Egyptology and deal with Amun Ra and, and the Ankh and whatnot. I would have been popular as hell. I know that Egyptian um, crap. I know all that Egyptology crap. I could have came in there and been a teacher and then had a lot of followers, but I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm sticking with Amen, and Amen does not include an Ankh. It does not include no hieroglyphs. Amen is alone, and that's how I received it, and that's how I'm giving it. The Amen, when we're speaking about Amen, A-H-M-E-N, is not linked to Egypt. The Amen that's linked to Egypt is A-M-E-N, Amen. We're not teaching the Amen of Egypt. And I wish you niggas that's sitting up here copying from me, stop using almond spell A-H-M-E-N. Don't send me no goddamn friend request. Don't send me none of your clothing line on on uh, on thing because you know damn well you put copying A-H-M-E-N and trying to act like you linked to me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stick with the A-M-E-N like you've been doing. Don't try to put one foot in mental like and then you want one foot in Egyptology and whatnot. And you think you're doing me a favor by sending me a link. I don't want to see your shit because you being, you being disrespectful and you being a plagiarist. You see? You niggas stick with the A-M-E-N like you've been doing. I can't stand when y'all try and do that and y'all try to copy another person's teaching and whatnot and try to incorporate it into your nonsense to make money. Nobody was spelling Amen, A-H-M-E-N, till I came on the scene. I ain't see it nowhere. And if I did, it wouldn't have been spelt that way. 
I brought Amen on the scene. A H M E N. You know that from me. So if you see anybody doing that now, they copying from me. You see. So we got to be mindful of that. We have to be mindful. To be mindful of the copycats. We have to be mindful of the people who want to assume our identity. And we must make sure we don't assume nobody's identity. We must make sure that. We must make sure we don't assume anybody's identity. We must always be us. Because in us being us is a smooth trajectory into who we're meant to grow into. You see, when you try to be somebody else, there'll be no growth for you. When you try to be somebody else, there'll be no growth for you. There'll only be failure for you. You see, there'll only be failure. You see, this is why Dr. York had to, you know, he eventually abandoned Islam and then he tried to, you know, get with, with, you know, with this thing today that he's doing, you know, with the, which he should have stuck with over 40, 50 years ago. He should have stuck with that. He would not have been in this problem. I'm pretty sure he would not have been in this problem because they were looking to blame everything that he was doing on Islam and things like that. They were looking to blame everything on Islam. And that's what they ended up doing. You see, they ended up blaming everything on Islam and, you know, and the misogyny and all this other crap, you know. That's what they ended up doing. You know. And this is why our people are in the predicament they're in. This is exactly why. You see. This is exactly why our people are in the condition they're in. But we freeing our people mentally. We freeing our people mentally. You see. You see. And we have to always remember that the power of evolution and extension is with the elect, those of us who are stepping out into the public, into the atmosphere, and raising our people in the image of Amen. You see, this is what we deal with. This is who we are. This is what we're becoming. We become an almond every day in our lives. We become an almond, those of us who are of the elect, we become an almond every day in our lives. Yeah. So, keep that in mind. You know. And in keeping that in mind, and staying in alignment with who we are, we will receive the power of our ascendance. You see, we will receive that. You see, we are the ultimate power, which is Armin that brings us into the true live and living power of who we are. You see. 
this is the power that we ultimately need to all possess in becoming Amen and ascending to what we need to ascend to. This is the ultimate power. This is the ultimate transmission of extended and extensive power. What we shall not want for anything. You see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The power is continuous. The power is continuous. You see, we are continuous. And in our continual power, in our continual path toward power, we must always make sure that we leave no stones unturned and that we are taking on no one's energy but our own. You see, just our own. We are the ultimate power, which is Amen. We are the continuation of the ultimate power, which is Amen. We're the constant reception of Amen. We are the continual projection of Amen. So when I said we only making our focus about Amen, when I said we are only making our focus about Amen and us becoming Amen, it made it a lot simpler. It made it a lot easier for us to ascend, for us to extend without any detours, without any doctrines and things and people trying to tell us who and what we're supposed to be. We'll be right back.
now that we have clarity, now that we have true clarity in our direction of where we're going, there's always some clowns that come behind you and want to copy you, you know, Clowns like Zuray's Unclear, Nick Jackson from Las Vegas, former follower of mine, and James Smith. I'm giving you from uh, Minneapolis, two former followers of mine. I think James had enough sense to quit and just realize he was a fraud and a phony, and he stopped trying to make an ass of himself. So now he handed over the microphone to his boyfriend and lover, uh, Nick Jackass Jackson. And, um, you know, you can catch these clowns on United Futuritarians plagiarizing my work plagiarizing mental like former followers of mine who act like they are receivers and they get in reception from some place in the 14th dimension when it's really mental like radio they copying an offer. He did a broadcast and they call receivers and deceivers directly straight from rip off from my broadcast. This is what I got to deal with. I'm going to have to someday deal with niggas coming up here telling about, yeah, see, they thought of mental intellect first, and they knew it all the time, and I copied from them. I'm going to have to get niggas like this that's coming up. This is the ba- this is the burden that you bear when you're the first one to put down roots in something that's on a higher level. And, of course, you want to have jealous, bitch-made Negroes that's going to come and want to be you, want to copy you, effeminate Eve, see the males like you, Nick Jackson, who want to copy me, who want to be me, want to sit up here and smack your lips with that damn do-rag on your head, looking like a runaway gay slave, and you want to sit up here and copy me. You want to make a mockery of my work with your goddamn lip-smacking shit. You queen. You a queen. And you're waiting for your king, James. You see, you a $2 hoe. A $2 wannabe new than Mencares. And ain't no respect for low-level copycat niggas. No respect. You see, you would think that you want to be your own man and do that, but you're not a man. That's so I made a mistake and that you're not a man. Because only a female do what you do. And it's disgusting every time I cut on YouTube and see your latest video, which is nothing but a remix of my work. And you don't even remix it good. You say my words verbatim. Nick, jackass, Jackson. I hope y'all go to his page and see this clown's work and, and give him a thumbs down so whenever you see United Future Tarians or Fruitarians or whatever, make sure you go over there and clown that nigga in his comment section. I asked him why is he copying my work and trying to be me and trying to pass himself off as me. Deceiving people, lying to people. But that's what a black devil do. See, they get so demonically possessed with them, them jealous gay demons, they don't know how to control themselves. They can't control themselves. You see? So, you know, pay attention to this if you get a chance. Go to his comment section and, and expose him. I like my people to stay in his comment section exposing him. You see? So that people who truly looking for this message can come to it and bypass this clown. And his fake-ass counsel of him and his boyfriend, James. You see? Unfortunately, when you're doing something like this to raise the people, you're always going to get pushback from copycats, plagiarists, liars. You see, people with no lives that's trying to take on and become other people in their existence. This is why I never wanted to get into any of these 
set up doctrines and teachings. I was not going to be the master teacher of Egyptology. I was not going to be no master teacher of Islam. I was not going to be no master teacher of Freemasonry. I was not going to be no master teacher of Christianity, Judaism, or whatever, Hebrewism, whatever, no spirituality. No, thank you. No, thank you. If I wasn't going to bring something next level, then I wasn't going to do it. Amen had the Amen had to deliver this transmission to me before I could sit to do this because I refuse to do a remix. I refuse to do a Doctor York and come out with come out with and try to be in alignment with groups and organizations and that's using these images, using these names, using these symbols. I'm not trying to be, you know, the next one up. You know, I'm not trying to be the dog chasing the same bone. One of the dogs chasing the same bone. No. Mm-mm. If I couldn't have my own meal, I don't even want it. I'll starve. You see, because it ain't about the money with me. It's about raising my people. You see, because I could have been, I could have stayed in the position I had, and I could have been getting money and doing whatever I wanted to do. But I left all of that. I left that um, comfy position as the deputy warden in the Wapian Grand Lodge under Doctor York. I left that comfortable position. And people still mad at me to this day, but oh well. I'm not I'm not interested in what you know how men feel about anything. I'm interested in raising my family, raising the almond race, raising the blood of almond, the seed on almond day, and I gave my life the entire the entire uh uh duration of my life to accomplish this feat, to accomplish this uh uh great work. The entire duration of my life that I pledge. You see, what greater, what greater, what greater thing can a man pledge than the entire duration of his life? That means I'm a lifelong martyr to this. I'm a lifelong martyr to Amen. I'm gonna be. I was raised in Amen. I'm gonna die in Amen. I'm gonna be raised again in Amen. That's how it is. I didn't come here to play no games. I didn't come here to chase clout. I didn't come here to get a million views and trying to sound heavy and deep and want people to look up to me like you do, Nick Jackass, James Smith, Knucklehead Smith. You see, I didn't come here for fake praise and adulation and trying to act like I'm a receiver and I want people to join the council of zeros, a bunch of the United Niggas of Confusion. I I didn't I didn't come here to do that. Y'all did that. Y'all using my work to do it. That's what pissed me off. It's one thing for you niggas to get out here and cause confusion, teaching that bullshit y'all teaching is making up stuff, but don't use what I teach to, to carry your BS. People are looking at me and they're all, oh, you see, you copying from the guys who raised nuclear. Like they, like how they used to say about that guy's cell fluid. Tell me, I'm copying from him. And he done been to my class. I ain't have to copy from nobody. But I look like copying from some niggas. But anyway, I digress. We always want to be originals. The first trailblazers. You see? That's what we always need to be. That's what we that's what we need to be in our lives. See, because without that, there is nothing in our lives. Without that, there is nothing in our lives. It ain't nothing worth living for. Now, mental it gave us something to look forward to and live for. And it is not for public consumption. 
I do these broadcasts for the elect to find the elect, the chosen of our people, the, those who are of the Amun race. I'm not here to do nothing for black people, man, because black people, they have a jewel right in front of them. They have a jewel. They have a powerful, shining jewel, a diamond in front of them that can raise them mentally and spark the brightness and then to come out and come together collectively. But they will let that diamond, that jewel known as mental, like just sit there and watch it shine and glint and things like that and will never use that as a power to jumpstart themselves and come become part of this body of almond and serve this body of almond. They'd rather be niggas than to serve the beast. You see? They'd rather be niggas and serve the beast. And you know what? Since that's what you want to be, so as you think, so you shall you shall be. So you shall be. It's meant for you, obviously, just to sit on the sidelines and be cheerleaders. It's meant for you to obviously sit on the sidelines and do nothing but sit and copy me and plagiarize my work. That's what it's meant for you to do. You see. But like I said. These things are not going to go unpunished. These acts, these degenerate works will not go unpunished. Amen sees all. And Amen deals with everyone in due time. The people who do these things, the people who plagiarize in the name of Amen, copy in the name of Amen, steal in the name of Amen, Nick, Jackass, Jackson, a black devil. A deceiver, a liar. You talk if you did a broadcast on deceivers and receivers, nigga, you would that that you you that would be you. You the deceiver. You definitely ain't no receiver. That title came from me. You definitely a deceiver. You are not no receiver. You ain't gonna never tell the truth, see, because the truth ain't in you. All that's in you is lies. All that's in you is what what's the word I wanna say? Uh, larceny in your heart steal just like a female angry jealous envious female we gotta make sure like I said our sons don't grow up like this that's why I call these clowns out to let you know so I can say you listen man we don't want our sons to be this we don't ever want our sons to be Nick Jackson or James Smith you see we don't want our sons to grow up to be that. We want our sons to be real men who stand on their own merit. We want our daughters to be real women who stand on their own merit and can deliver as real men and real women. And any chosen thing they choose, they, the profession they choose to do and excel at, where they don't have to copy people, they don't have to plagiarize people, they don't have to worship the image of other people and hate on other people. They don't have to do that. They don't have to try to appease people because, again, one of the worst things Dr. Melikazi York said was to me, in my opinion, was I came giving people what they want till they learn to want what I have to give. Well, God damn it, I say I'm not giving nobody what they want. I'm giving them what they need off the gate. And if you don't like, if you don't feel like what I'm giving, what, what you don't need what I'm giving, then keep on. Get on. I ain't got nothing for you. We ain't got no conversation. We ain't got no words. I'm not going to cater to no niggas. I'm not catering to no niggas. I'm not trying to make niggas feel good. No, I'm out here. Uh, 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 I'm out there. I'm out here giving what my people need, giving my people what they need, not what they want. My people who need 
this message. That's who this message is for. The people that want to hear, okay, do, sending me requests like this is the goddamn hotline or damn radio station. Hey, Newbie, can you do a show on this? Can you do a show on that? You think you could touch on No, nigga, I can't touch on nothing. This ain't no goddamn request line, man. This ain't call your favorite DJ and see and see if he gonna play and gonna talk about what you want to make. Get the hell out of here, man. Nigga, that's a nigga for you. You got some nerve. Here it is. You getting the message for free. You getting to listen. You got the nerve to send me a goddamn request. I got a request for you, and you don't want to hear it. You see? And all you niggas that sit up here and send me requests, you can go to the nearest river. Here's my request for you. You can go to the nearest river and jump in and keep, and keep, and keep, and, and, and keep, and keep falling to the bottom. You see, that's what you can do for me. That's that's the best request you can fulfill for me. Do make that your New Year's resolution. To the nearest river, Nick Jackson, James, and all you copycat plagiarist ass niggas, you go and and uh, uh, go. Here's the instructions. Go to the nearest river, stand up on the top, high, get up as high as you can. Till you till you or till the water looks like looks like damn like a stream a a stream a a, a, a stream a, a trail of water and then jump jump off head first. You see, that's my instructions for you for the new year. You know, or go in that go in that closet, go in that special closet where you keep them hot things them them that metal. Take it out. Insert clip. Put the put turn the turn the turn the um turn turn the gun, and uh, uh uh the barrel of the gun. Insert into your mouth, and pull the trigger until you can't pull it no more. That's my that's my that's my that's my um 2022 uh New Year's advice for you niggas. So anyway, let me go ahead and read this because this ain't going on YouTube anyway. This is going to go on Patreon. So I'll say what I want to say. All right, let me go ahead and read this quick for What is the misdirection of Dr. Malachi York and his mission? Simply that he got involved in Islam. Right? That was the worst thing he ever did and kept the people in that for 20 years. And then when he pulled them out, it created a whole lot of disillusion and lost people and broken people who grew up in that, lived in that. And when they had it stripped from them, they didn't know how to make it in the world. They didn't know what their life was going to be. And he got the, you know, he got the backlash of that when those a lot of those people were used to bring him down. Who was uh, misdirected? Who dis- who, misdirect- who misdirected? Doctor York did because, you know, like I said, in my opinion, he was trying to be popular. He was trying to. You know, go was popular. Islam was popular at the time. But one of the things you don't never do when you're trying to, you know, you in it for the long haul is you don't look for popularity. You don't look for what's popping like how polite did. You don't look for what's popular and what's popping. You take the long road, the less traveled road where you got to work your own craft and what you're doing. And then from there, you'll see success. It's going to take a while. It ain't going to be around the corner. It ain't going to be quick money. So if you in it for money, then you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be teaching. Was it ever corrected? Yeah, it was corrected. Doctor, you're corrected himself at the end. Now his people doing the Wapu thing, and they calling themselves Sabians now, and they're not New Wapians no more. So it's another shift. But whatever. What was Doctor York's first direction? It was Nuwapu, or what they you know a form of Egyptology. 
He was known as Amanubi Rakata in 1967. Before he got into in the 70s, came and he started with the Ansar Alon community. Why do why did did he stir, steer away from um, that direction, the first direction? Because Nuwapu and what he was trying to do wasn't popular. That's my only thought on it. And he seen that Islam was popular and that it would, you know, earn money and people would want to get involved in it. He knew how to speak Arabic and all that, but and so on and so forth. But that's it. We're going to close out in the name of Amen. By the power of Amen and Amen we trust and Amen we thank and in Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual new Ben Minkari. This has been Mintelect Radio. I'll see you guys back here tomorrow night at 10. Good night.
Hello. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.